Good morning, Word Church. Hey, Word Church. I'm sorry we weren't there to have praise and worship with you. Yeah. Actually, I'm quite sorry that we're not all in the same building yes, together. Yes, we are. Welcome to our living room. <laughs> this is actually not our living room. This is the garage. We just have a rock wall behind us. <laughs> but welcome to our living room. Welcome to our home. And uh, I, we wanted to say thank you yeah. for the opportunity to spend the next half an hour or so with you. And we wanted to tell you that we loved you. We do love you. Gene and I were just talking earlier about how we'd spent part of the morning getting ready for the day, thinking about you. Seeing everybody's faces. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Envisioning where you should be sitting. <laughs> envisioning your families, your friends, thinking of funny things to say and to poke and to tease you. And most of all, to tell you how much we loved you and yeah. appreciated you. How so, thankful we are for you and all you do for us. Yes, we yeah. are. And for all you do for the kingdom and That's for each right. other, for the community. <laughs> You're just good people. You are. <laughs> I'm, moving, I'm moving right now. <laughs> we, are, we are grateful yeah, that we've we had these years to walk with you and love you and know you. And we are thankful yeah. for the love Thank that you've you. shown to us. Yes. I guess right now we're, we're particularly thankful that uh, John and Pastor Tia, Pastor John and Tia, took the moment to allow us to spend this time with you, and we trust that it's worthwhile for everybody. Jean's got an exhortation she wants to bring oh, to I you. Oh, I do, yeah. Oh. Is this good? All right, so I have personally been looking over here in the book of Acts, and I'm just uh, so struck by this uh, introduction in the book of Acts. And, you know, it was funny. I, I had in my heart and mind to share this, and then I went on to Facebook this morning and saw where John, Pastor John and Pastor Tia are actually pursuing um, the following days from the resurrection, which I thought was oh, so cool. We all hear from God. You I'm know. sure you had the idea first. No, anyhow, but I was, I was just struck here in Acts chapter 1, verse 3, about Jesus showing himself alive to these disciples by many infallible proofs. I like that word infallible because it just, it's, it's such a strong word. It means there's, there's a, a no chance that it isn't without existence. It's absolutely solidly proven. And um, so he showed himself alive to his disciples. And then it said he did this for 40 days in the, in the process of 40 days. I don't think he did it every day for 40 days, but uh, did he? Did he do it every day for 40 days? I've never thought about that. Okay. I wonder what John's face John's looked like. John's probably right said something about that. Yes, he probably has. So, John's probably studied <laughs> it out more than we have. Yeah. I'm going to have to go find out. Yeah. So he's, he's shown himself alive, and then he's speaking to them things that pertain to the kingdom of God. And so I'm just so aware that in this season, there's so much that God wants to reveal to us. Paul's prayer in Ephesians about being... being um, thankful for them and asking that they would be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that their eyes would be enlightened and, and that they would hold this knowledge of God, that they could see and understand and have this knowledge of God. And so I'm reminded about John's gospel where, where in, the, in the chapter one, it says that we've been given power to become the sons of God. So there's this place that God truly desires to reveal himself to us in a greater fashion than we've ever known him or understood him before. And I believe that these are the days that have been set aside for us 
to pursue him like we never have, to, to ask God to begin to reveal things to us that we've never seen, that we approach the word of God so that we can have the Holy Spirit truly come and teach us things, open up uh, that spirit of understanding for That's us good. so that we can see things that we've never seen, learn things that we've never learned, and uh, just grow and be the people of God that, that can truly express his righteousness his wisdom and his life in the earth today. That's so good. my prayer for you all today is that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understandings and that your lives would have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. Wonderful. Amen. And since we're looking at you open-eyed while we're praying at the same time, I would pray that we would have words to say that brought life yes. and courage and hope that we would have words to say that may be corrected, may be established and confirmed yeah. who you were Thank and where you, you were going in these funny, funny days that we live in, mm -hmm. that you were ordained from the foundation of the world to be walking in. Yeah, absolutely. You were equipped for Thank this. You, and we trust in Jesus' name that you find the reason for that yes. equipping. Yes, That you fall back on the Jesus. grace, the wisdom, the anointings in your own life and those of your family, your friends, and your loved ones. Thank you, Lord. To bind and bond yourself together in the bundle yes. of life with the Lord your God, and that you move forward, yeah. bringing the kingdom of God into whatever part of the world you can walk into, with whatever mechanism and device you can do it with. We bless you all. We, we love do you. Bless you. We love you, and we're grateful mm -hmm. to be with you. Hello, Brownie. It's nice to see you. You look lovely. <laughs> it's good to see everybody in my heart and in my mind. Mm -hmm. I've got a specific thought. I've got like one thought that I want to share. Uh, I'm going to talk to you for a little bit out of John chapter 20. We're going to read a verse over Romans chapter 8 in a few minutes. And uh, probably left my own devices. If I don't know what to read, particularly if I want to read something in the Gospels, uh, that's not quite right. If I, if I want to read something just for fun, I go read John chapter 21. <laughs> John chapter 21. Yeah. Were you going fishing? Mm, no, I'm not going to go fishing. Okay. I'm not going to go fishing, but the entire chapter that Gene just illustrated is pregnant with with uh, with implications and with innuendos. Humanity, and it's, isn't it? It's just pregnant with humanity. <laughs> and there's a Jesus walking around there that most of us don't think is really there. So that when, for instance, mm -hmm. Peter said to him, well, what about this guy over here? Mm -hmm. You know, he says to him, what's that got to do with you? Right. Like, can you just mind your own business? <laughs> can you imagine Jesus saying to you, can you just mind your own business? I'm talking to you about you. <laughs> there. Oh, <yeah. laughs> How'd that feel? <laughs> yeah. So in, in that chapter, uh, there's so many rich, so many full things. But one of my favorites revolves around the portion of Scripture where he slips off with Peter to have a conversation about his commission, about his call. There's a lot of different ways to look at that portion of Scripture that they, they range from the sublime to the, to the pedestrian. They range from, from, from Peter being reinstated as an apostle, which he never seemed to have lost his commission as an apostle, to just the intimacy of the, of the relationship that Jesus knew Peter had, that Jesus maybe knew Peter had to admit that right. he had, Good. and he made it clear to him. And you know, that's one of the wonderful things about Jesus mm -hmm. is that he's not afraid to talk to you about the state of your love, no, the state of right. your heart. He's not afraid to talk to you about who you are and what you're doing. And it's, it's beautifully expressed in this paragraph that he's not 
in any way condemnatory to no, him. No, because he knows we're not perfect. He you? knows you're not perfect. He's not fault We're not hiding so, things from him. You know, I'm going to read it quickly to you. Gene wanted me to read it, so I'm going to read it in chapter 21. And it says in uh, verse 15 that when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He's got two different words that are on the on the burner here. Mm -hmm. Jesus said to Peter, "Do you do you have agape love for me?" Mm -hmm. And Peter responded back and said, "You know, I really like you. I really <laughs> like you as a friend." He goes on with him and he says, without bringing any exception to what's been said, he said, "Feed my lambs." He said to him a second time, apparently not satisfied with the answer. Simon, son of John, do you have agape love for me? And he said to him, Peter did, yes, Lord, you know that I, I really like you a lot. You're a good friend. He said to him, tend my sheep. So he's giving him instructions based on Peter's half-hearted, uh, hmm. oblique answer. Let's say that. He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him in verse 17, the third time, Simon, son of John, do you really like me as a friend? Do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? Do you like me as a friend? And Peter responded to him, Lord, you know everything. You know everything. You know where my weaknesses are. You know where my love fails. Mm. He said, you know everything. You know that I love you. I like you as a friend. Jesus said, irrespective of your answers, feed my sheep. Mm. Mm. So there, there's some beautiful thoughts there and, and uh, none, none more poignant than what's, mask in the two different words for for love that are used primarily in the New Testament, agape and phileo, as we would pronounce them, no offense intended to the Greek crowd, <laughs> that, uh, uh, that, that they point different pictures, they have a different flavor to them. When Gene and I were first born again, uh, we've heard preachers say this, it was, you know, it was the dark ages, but we've heard people say this, they said, that, uh, that the word agape did not exist until Jesus coined it or made it popular in the New Testament. And this is, this is not quite the truth. The word agape is, is a Greek word that goes back to Socrates and probably even before mm. it's highly used, but it did change its, its import. It did change its meaning a bit in the yeah, New Testament. Yeah. So up until Jesus began to use it, it simply centered around the idea of preference. It may or may not have any affection with it, but it really wasn't about the affection. It wasn't about the feeling that was in the word phileo. It was about choice. That's good, David. It was just about the choice that you made. And so... The things that... A preference. You prefer that. That's right. So huh. at the core of what Jesus is asking Peter here, he's saying when he said, you love me more than these... When you love me more than these, whether you think he's talking about the fish, whether you think he's talking about the other disciples, right. whether you think he's talking about going fishing, whether he loves the disciples more, whatever he's thinking about, he's saying, where am I at on your preference scale? That's good. Where am I at on your preference scale? And he said, you know everything. You know, I really like you. I like you. And it's not making, there's not, there's not a commitment in Peter's answer. So hmm. just to play with these two words hmm. for a minute, then we're going to look at the verse we want to, we want to spend some time with, but he's making it. He's making a great point in that he's, he's saying, what you really need to have is a preference for me. But if all I can get out of you is a goodwill relationship, I'll take that. Hmm. Because no matter how you feel about me, you're still going to be held accountable for whether you fulfilled 
the mission wow. and the duty that you've been called wow. to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, uh, wow. A little more contrast maybe between the two thoughts, the two words. Phileo is a word that, as I said many times, is already primarily used about friendship. It's about brotherly it's love. Brotherly what love. We've always taught it to be. Yeah, it's about it's about uh, it's a relationship uh -huh. word in its own right. It's a good word. I read something just recently, and it said this. It said, "It said agape is not is not an increased grade of phileo. There are two different kinds of love mm. altogether. Mm. It's not that one's bad and one's good. It's not that one's weak and one's strong. You can have weak agape love. You can just have just a slight preference. You can have really strong phileo love. Phileo differs though." and that it doesn't require a choice of your mind. Hmm. It's spontaneous in its nature. It's spontaneous in its character, and it tends to be the kind of love that you express when you first meet somebody, <laughs> and you're offering your affections, you're offering your attentions that can be received, or they can be rebuffed, and depending on what happens, they can increase and they can turn into a different kind of love. They can turn into agape love, perhaps maybe grow into that yeah, with a choice. Yeah, okay. The choice that has to come along and be made. Mm -hmm. Remember the first time Jane told me she loved me, we were talking about somebody else. She said, I like him, but I love you. I said, huh, should I write that down? <laughs> it was just last month. No. <laughs> oh, so phileo. So, yeah. <laughs> Excuse us. Pardon us, yeah. <laughs> it happens when you don't have anybody standing in front of you, I suppose. So. Uh, it's based off of activities. It can, mm -hmm. it can grow, yeah. it can increase, it can decrease based on yeah, that's right. the giving and taking of the, in the relationship. That's right. So, so phileo can build out of. Uh, uh, Friendship. Out of friendship, I was thinking about how we respond. Like, I'll give you something if if I will get back what I'm expecting. Mm -hmm. um, so it's that's kind it, of the death knell for yeah, it right there. Yeah, I was thinking about agape. We we've done agape. I mean, when we got born again, we learned that agape was this self-sacrificing love. It's the love that causes you to lay your life down for somebody else. And so I'm thinking about this this frame refer this framework of the word preference because you can you would never lay your life down for someone that you could not prefer. That's right. So so the ability I have to uh, sacrifice my life for the kingdom of God is simply because I choose to prefer him. And you know we were talking the other day about one of the greatest gifts that we've ever been given is the free will. And mm. so in that free will, the greatest gift I can ever give to God is my free will. That's right. That's right. So that's a preference. That's a, that's a preference. So like, like you said, if, if, uh, if it's all predicated on affection, right. then all you have to do is be rebuffed or resisted in some way. And disappointed then you withdraw. with you, disappointed exactly. with God. And, and we've gone through times in life sure. where, where we've disappointed each other and our, our affections are... Our phileo hasn't been <laughs> no. responded to in the way we expected. So Give and take. I, I got you back. Yeah, I, yeah. I withdrew my affections. Yes. I withdrew my friendship. Yeah. But and we do the said, same thing with God. Well, you do. And you said, what, what, did I do nothing wrong? No, I'm just glad you noticed that I'm snubbing you right now. Which is probably why Peter went fishing. Mm, got to have some truth in it. May have had some great doubts about his livelihood. Yeah. He had to be fundamentally disappointed in how this all sure. turned off. But we are getting off the point here. Sorry. It's okay. So, so uh, nonetheless, 
The two, the two are complementary. The two are the two kinds of love are different. Both are essential to a healthy living relationship of any kind, including your relationship with God. But do understand that that God is primarily, mostly, mm. initially, simply interested in your preference for Him, for Him. I remember when I got born again. I remember the night that I got born again on Tuesday night. I remember believing. But when I went to work that day, I would have told you that I believed in God and that I believed in Jesus. Mm. It was just a Jesus after my own manufacture. Mm. It was one that I thought so desperately wanted me in heaven that he was going to grade on the bell curve and allow <laughs> me in. Because in my own estimation, I wasn't, I wasn't as bad or worse than anybody else. It turns out that's not quite true. But, but that's what I thought at the time. That was what it was good for me to believe at the time. That's what, how I kept my conscience clear, I suppose. Mm -hmm. it turned out it wasn't clear. And when I got born again, uh, that, that day, I'd, I'd, if somebody would have said, do you care what God thinks? I'd have said, no, I believe in him. I know he's there, but I think we kind of had him in a powerless situation. The world was in a bad way, and I did not think he was going to get to judge the rest of us by the standards that he said he was going to judge us. So while I believed in him, I didn't really believe in him. Hmm. I believed in him like I created him. The next morning I woke up and I still had the same fears. I still had the same anger. I still had the same meanness. I still had the same stuff on the inside of me, the same words, same battlegrounds. Same battlegrounds, wars going back and forth in my soul that I had the day before. The only difference was, is on that Wednesday morning when I woke up, I, I desperately cared about what God thought. Tuesday morning when I woke up, I did not. Wednesday morning when I woke up, I did. Mm -hmm. And that's what changed. All of a sudden, what changed in me, in my ignorance, in my disparity and distance away, what really, what really changed was all of a sudden, I realized I'd have to give an account for my life and I was obligated to fulfill that account by caring what God's views, what God's perspective, and what God's standards were. So in that regard, mm. I woke up that day in love with God. I didn't necessarily like him. I didn't necessarily like what had happened. I probably had, even after all these years, what turned out to be the single biggest identity crisis of my life that first year. I felt like my whole world had been pulled out from underneath me. As it turned out, it was a good thing that it was. <laughs> but I didn't know that at the time. It's a, it's a funny thing, the lies you'll believe, the deception you'll buy into. Because I got stripped down to the bones and completely, absolutely rebuilt. rebuilt. Now, mm -hmm. I had to have some maintenance going on all the time, but I was, I was changed. And to this day, that change has been founded off that initial response of choosing to prefer God. Yeah. So while my emotions, while my feelings might not have always responded, while... There were times in my life, frankly, that I didn't realize it at the time or I wouldn't have done it, but uh, I held him accountable for disappointments. I held him accountable. I blamed him for, if not being causative and disrupting my life, I blamed him for not, for not, for not helping me, for not watching out for me when there was no reason for him to watch out for me. I was, I was on the outside. I was not, I was not in love with him. I was 
protected and kept and guarded all those years, but I didn't have my best life in all those years. And so even, even in later years, I'd realize I was disappointed, I was offended, I was set back. And while I might not have always felt like I should have felt towards him, I haven't always felt like I should have felt towards me. I haven't always loved me. Right. I haven't always loved Gene. Gene got the best out of all of us, but I haven't always loved Gene like I should have. I haven't loved anybody like I should have all of the time. And that's, that's because I allowed my own expectations of what a relationship should look like interfere and take me off track when a point of fact, mm. the key, the measuring, the measuring spot is to make my preference of him, for him, to him, and then everything else eventually comes back into line, comes back into place. Yeah. So I've got a verse I want to read to you if I haven't gone on too far already. It's in Romans chapter 8. You have anything you want to say, sweetie? Oh, well, I was just thinking about, about that whole concept of preference, and I was thinking about Romans, uh, not Romans, but 1 Corinthians 13, about uh, the very definition of love and how you can't even begin to live that way mm -hmm. with that kind of mm -hmm. fruit in your life without literally choosing it. You, you, I mean, you know, I'm thinking about the dynamic between a feeling and the emotions, and sometimes we feel like we can't love someone because the feeling isn't there. But when That's we good. realize that it's, it's a preference, I, I choose to, I prefer to believe the best, I prefer to suffer long. I prefer to uh, not be easily offended. I, I, these are preferences in my heart. They're preferences in your heart, not because your heart's good, not because my heart's good. They're preferences in all of our hearts because we've accepted he, he who is perfect into our lives. So I said to you earlier today, and we've said this back and forth, probably said it to these guys, but but when we got born again on the same day those years back, our relationship had been a very complicated network of give and take. Yeah, yeah. Of expectations met or declined, and then diplomatic and sometimes almost militaristic actions mm -hmm. with or towards each other mm -hmm. that we that we jockeyed for dominance, we jockeyed for power. Always that 50-50 working. Always, always that 50-50 working. But when we got into the Lord Jesus and he got into us, yeah. that aspect of 100%, I yes. think you call it, that 100% yeah. yeah. love, yeah. we instantly changed. And I said earlier, and I think, it, I think, it's, I, I think it's true, that... Uh, that when we walked into him, when he came to live on the inside of us, nobody had to teach us how to love. Mm -mm, mm -mm. It was like that intuitive. day. Intuitive. It was intuitive, wasn't it? It was like that day the war was over. Mm -hmm. We came home and talked and said, oh, we have to be Christians now. Okay, good. And we trusted each other and we walked along like there never been any armed conflict between us. <laughs> it's true. And it's true. And there had been. There had been, there had been fear and and strife and anger and disappointment and confusion. When we got born again, it was like none of that had ever happened, and we just uh, locked arms and walked into the future as, as good friends, trusting each other and allowing that love to grow on the inside of us because, because as he loves us, we begin to love others with that same love. Mm -hmm. For sure, that's true. That love grows, and it... it uh, 
Increase. That increase. With the increase of God. Yeah. He, he who loves you, preferentially, he who loves you to lay down his life That's that lives right. on the inside of me, somehow manages to influence me to do the same thing. You know, you think about about him preferring you. You just, sometimes I don't think about things like that. I think about God loving me, but that God would actually have a preference for me, a preference for my well-being. Well, if you just think he likes you because yeah. you're a good girl, <laughs> yeah, like I, if, if you're a bad girl, then you think he might quit liking that's you. That's right. You yeah. would. Yeah. You do. <laughs> so that bring, that makes me think about Romans. What makes me think about Romans too? <laughs> <laughs> Romans chapter 8 makes me think about the clock. It says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 27, and he who searches hearts yeah. knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. That's good news right yeah, there. Yeah, And the ESV says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Now, there's two clauses in there. We're going to talk about the first one, but I want to clear up the second one. The second one says, says that all things work together. In this translation, says that all things work together for good. I should have looked in the New American Standard to see what it said. So they all, all translations say one variation of two things, entirely dependent upon the theology of an interpreter. Entirely dependent because the Greeks, I guess, vague enough. Sparrow might know, but it seems vague enough to me. That it says one of two things. It says that all things work together for good or that in all things God works together for good. I'm going to put it to you right mm -hmm. now that all things can't work together for you because all things do not have a mind. Life and death and the weather and the economy and those, those things would have to, number one, have, to have the capacity to think about how they're going to treat you. Right. Then they would have to be able to conspire and work right. together right. That's good to David. do that so yeah. they could come against you. And yeah. the good news is, is that they can't come against yeah. you. They're not really for you. They're just there. They're right. just, it's just things. Life. It's just life. Yeah. It's just there. It's nothing personal in that regard. Right. Spirits can control it and dominate it, but the things themselves right. do not have the capacity to work for you, which is the good news because it says that God works together. Yeah. That in those things... That in the economy and the coronavirus and whatever's going on, yeah, whatever's going on did not catch him by surprise. Right. Whatever's going on was not upended because you happened to be born now instead of a hundred years before or later. That you were built, you were crafted to be here with the people that you're here with to live the life that God's called you to, to perform, to function, to fulfill your ministry, to fulfill your call because you love Him, because you like Him, and to do that work, but. What I want to point out is that it says very distinctly that for those who love him, yeah. God works. For is those that, who love him. Is that that preference word? It's that preference word. It's those who put God first. Mm. There's good. no guarantee that life's always mm. going to turn out well. There's no guarantee that whatever's going on in your life means that God did it on purpose. <laughs> Stuff just happens. Stuff happens. And if you want to have any hope of coming out of it a better person than what you went in it. Mm -hmm. If you want to have any hope of conquering and overcoming, that the entire exercise is predicated on your preference of God. That's good. It seems that he's obligated himself yeah. to intervene mm -hmm. in life's circumstances for those who put God ahead of life's circumstances, ahead of the economy, ahead of the coronavirus, 
ahead of their family, ahead of their friends, no matter what's going on in the world that you live in, your Jesus. preference of God mm -hmm. is what seems to activate his working in your world and in your circumstance. That's good. So don't simply endure. Right. Don't simply tolerate what's happening in the world, but don't just expect life to get better. In this season, prepare your heart, prepare your soul, prepare your life. Mm -hmm. Prepare yourself to walk into the doors, the opportunities that are ahead of you, to endure what you have to endure, to mm -hmm. overcome what opposes you, simply, primarily, on the strength of the intimacy that you per prefer with him. It's not going to hurt if you become his friend in the process. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not going to kill you if you if you learn how to forgive yourself and forgive others and forgive him for disappointing you. It's not going to kill you if you feel like you can trust him and draw near to him. Yeah. It's going to be good for you in the end, but know that what he's not, he's not looking for you just to have great feelings all the time about yourself, the people in your life, or the world you live in. He's not condemning you because you're not happy, you're not... You're disappointed with your circumstances. He's not saying, you know, you just need to really be happy all the time. He's not saying that. He <laughs> said, you need to really make your preferences a matter of priority. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you need to work on those things. You yeah. need to choose me. Yeah. You need to choose me because I am your lifeline. Yeah, I am yeah. your hope. I am your help. That's and so if good. you put me first, I can trust you. I can trust you as we go through the rest of this process mm -hmm. because it says... In those things, he works together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. His purpose. His mm -hmm. purpose. Mm -hmm. So somehow, mm -hmm. loving him is connected to the fulfillment of his purpose. Not your purpose. Yeah. Not your wife's or your husband's purpose, but to his purpose. So evidently, in that working, he said, well, this didn't turn out so well for Davy here, but I'm going to work inside David's life. I'm going to work inside David's circumstances because David's preferred me, and I know he's living his life for my purpose. Because it says he foreknew me. Yeah. He foreknew me and predestined me not to have a trouble-free life. Hmm. Because if he did, I've really done something <laughs> wrong. He predestined me to be conformed there you go. to the image of his son. Oh, come on. So when life goes bad, when life goes tough, like he said to Peter, yeah. what is that to you? He says, what is that to you, David? Just change. Prefer me. Prefer me. Yeah. Prefer me and be changed and forget about what everybody else's world looks like. Do you suppose that we cannot be conformed to the image of his son without that place of preferring him and his word in every situation? I, I think that I would take that to court, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I would. I think I could argue mm -hmm. that point. I think that's a good, a good insight, Jane. Mm -hmm. He predestined to be conformed to the image of his son for a reason, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Oh, we're going to be yeah. like him. Yeah. And those whom he predestined to be conformed, he called. He knows that in that purpose you're going to fulfill that calling. And he called you and he justified you so that when you foul up, he says this, the yeah. devil says, circumstances say, your wife says, your husband says, you say to yourself, I'm not really worthy of this. I'm not good enough for this. I'm left-handed. <laughs> There's something wrong with me. He said, I am your justification. Yes. Get up, dust yourself off. Yeah. I'm still working. Right. Try again. And those That's he good. called, he also 
he also glorified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Yeah. We're all moving down that roadway. We are. To be sterling examples of what it looks like to be a God lover. Mm. Sterling examples, glorified examples. Have you seen my servant, Gene? Mm. Sterling examples of somebody who was changed from image to image, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, yeah. was molded out of the clay, molded out of the earth, bad things, the impurities taken out, taken away, the valuable things, refined, purified, made holy, sanctified, useful. Mm. So one day he says, here in this world or in the next to come, both, <coughs> excuse me, he says, it's just a fluke. He says, you're gonna be okay, you're gonna be fine. Keep going, keep going steady, keep going straight. Work hard, mm. but understand that your perfection is not based on you. Yeah. It's simply based on your preference of me giving me the right to reach into your heart and life and work in you and work with you. Stay with me, stay with me. <laughs> Choose me and it will Prefer all turn out me, well. yeah. So good. Another thought? No, that's good. That's good. I'm just stuck on that thing about being conformed to the image of his son and you can't you can't have that conformity working in you unless you are preferring him. That's right. So may God give us all grace today. May his grace come into our lives yes. in a new and impacting way so that we are all preferring, choosing, preferring and loving him like we never have that we might bring him glory. Watch it. Pray over them real good. Why don't you pray thoroughly about the whole body as they sit there in their homes and listen. Mm. Father, I thank you today for this family of believers called the Word Church. Mm -hmm. Father, I thank you that you, by your very spirit, are penetrating hearts and lives. Father, you're bringing strength. You're bringing hope. You're bringing courage. You're bringing healing, Jesus. Father, into these very homes. And Father, you are recreating the life, the abundant life, the resurrected resurrection life into their very midst, O oh God, for such a time as this, Father, you are raising up your body to be glorified and shining as you in these days and in this hour. Father, we thank you that great grace mm -hmm. is abounding to each and every one of them for your purposes and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 For my part, all of you consider yourself touched. All of you consider yourselves with your hands shake, with uh, your shoulders hugged, <laughs> your heads kissed. Those of you that deserve it, you know who you are. The underarm of your shoulder here pinched, poked, kids with their heads rubbed, <laughs> hugged, touched, touched, confirmed, validated, loved, Love. and valued. Yeah. We appreciate you all so very much. We, we thank God for you. And we thank you for letting us come into your home. We bless you in Jesus' yeah, name. Yeah, we do. Love you all. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Have a great day.